This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And uh, the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. And, of course, James Patrick Dooley handling all the controls in there. And it's just a little happy troika in here today. It's almost like party time. Well, you know, on a gray, cold morning, you might as well yeah. dance, I well, think. I'm glad you've got a nice little drink set up for you there. <laughs> kind of a hot toddy. It's wonderful. <laughs> Don't mm. tell anybody. No, okay. Uh, I'm just working on coffee. And James, he's back to his usual. Yes. Uh, nice to boiler see Boilermaker, I think back. it was, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, folks, hello and welcome along to a Saturday edition of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, who, of course, is the hostess. Oh. How about that? My. Hostess with the mostess. I think yeah. it's usually referred to as a host uh, yeah, these days, you're right. but whatever. Yeah, you're yeah. right. All righty. The phone number is to reach Charlie and have a little chat or whatever. Ask a question. Give us some information. 416-360-0740 here in Toronto. And then anywhere else in the province. Hey, it's toll free. 1-866-740-4740. Uh, please remember our mantra. Call early. Call often. One. Question per call, and if you're a first time caller, let us know, and you shall hear either for the ladies wind chimes, for the men, the men we're going to hear a little bagpipe music. So I don't think James knew about that. Yeah, well, he's he, pulling his bagpipes out of the closet there and dusting yeah, them off. <laughs> hey, you know, this is the big weekend. Yes, indeed. This is the long weekend. This is the magical weekend when we think it's time to get outside and plant everything. Yeah. Is it true? I'm not sure. <laughs> there was a frost warning last night. So be careful. Just watch your forecasts. It's okay to plant out some of the cold, hardy things. My wife, who is admittedly not really a gardener, mm. says never plant, plant before the May 24th. Right. Well, the, but this, this is, is the, the May, May 24th. We, yeah, I know, but it's, uh, it's, it's only real. really the... It's Next true. Saturday is. I agree. I, I would wait. You know why? Partially, even if we don't have frost, the soil is still very chilly. Yeah. And uh, you don't want to be putting tomatoes or peppers or any of those really uh, heat-loving plants into cold soil. Oh, that will really, really okay. set yeah. them back. Uh, okay, so a couple of quick announcements because it's that time of year. Lots going on. Today, the Agent Court Garden Club is holding their spring plant sale. It's from 9 o'clock right now until 1 p.m. or sellout. It's the Knox United Christian Education Center, 2575 Midland Avenue, which is very close to Shepherd Avenue, just north of Shepherd. All kinds of great annuals, perennials, home-baked goods, extraordinary abandoned treasures even. So something for everybody. Check that out. Free parking. This Tuesday, May 20th, 
I'll be presenting Gardening in a Changing Climate for the Beach Horticultural Society, 7 p.m. at the Adam Beck Community Centre, 79 Lawler Avenue. <laughs> Gosh, that I just have to put little blinkers up so I don't watch Frank. He's making a lot of fun of me. The Streetsville Horticultural Society is holding their 27th annual plant sale <clears throat> next Saturday. From 8.30 to 2 p.m., new location, the Leslie Log House, 4415 Mississauga Road, just south of Eglinton Avenue West. Again, lots of annuals, perennials, herbs, children's program, and seed planting demonstrations. And also, same day next Saturday, the mm-hmm. Burlington Hort Society is holding their gigantic plant sale. So that's an 8 a.m. start till noon in the parking lot beside the Curling Club at 2285 New Street in Burlington. Okay, one more thing coming up on May 25th. The Hamilton and Burlington Rose Society is hosting the Canadian Rose Society Annual General Meeting next Sunday. It's at the Royal Botanical Garden Centre, 680 Plains Road West in Burlington, rooms 3 and 4. Now, for anybody who likes roses or wants to know more about roses, these people know their roses. And the presentations will be incredibly informative and not to mention specific and detailed. These are what we call rosarians, rosarians. At, at their best, Ooh. talking roses, talking details. So if you are at all interested, and particularly if it's a crummy day next Sunday, head on down to RBG. You're going to want to step in and, and learn and, right. and meet some really good people as well. Um, it is, of course, free, and there's free parking and everything else. So it's a, it's a like good place term, to – rosarian. Rosarian, uh, As yeah. opposed to James and I, we know our onions, so we're, we're – Onionologists. Oh, is that right? Yes. Okay, okay. That's exactly oh, true. Oh, yeah. James is going, yeah, thumbs yeah, up. Okay, yeah. onionologists. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, Can I quote you on that? No, we're no, good. We're good. We're, I think we're okay. All my, All right. my she still has a fistful of news, but we've got to go because we've got some tremendous callers waiting in the line, including a first-time caller, and we shall do some exercises before we do anything else. Here we go. I'm going to be... Be, now, I'm doing push-ups All right, I'm from, trying to figure from the tabletop. Why? Okay. Leaning <laughs> why forward, pushing back. That's because when you went push. to see your doctor last week, your doctor yeah. said you need more exercise. That's exactly right. That's and true. And so you remember to take your Sierra cell, yeah. which means you can do your exercises pain-free. Watch, <laughs> you're going to hit your head on the microphone. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sierra cell is kind of magical. It's this... From the mountains, the Sierra Mountains, it mm-hmm. is in a supplement that both Frank and I take daily, and we can be active and not scream in agony when we're using our joints that are sometimes a little creaky and stiff without Sierra Cell. For more information, give them a call, one eight seven seven joint 14 Check them on the web, sierrasil.ca, or pick up Sierra Cell at many of your favorite health food stores. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. As we broadcast live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village, it's a first-time caller on the Excellent. line. The wind chimes are just set. There, Ooh, there they are. Barbara's oh, going to get her Barbara wings. in Port Hope. Welcome to the show. 
Good morning. Thank you so much for taking my call. Yes, welcome. Thanks for calling. I'm having a fight in my garden, and I need help because I really want to win this one. Okay. (laughs) I'm digging up an area now that's nearly 12 by 10 feet Mm. because I planted a a very small nine bark about six years ago. But it's the kind that has runners, Mm. and the runners are about about a foot down, and I'm digging and trying to get these little shoots out. I now have a trough at the grass edge so that it won't go in because when I started to dig out the big ones, of course, this time of the year, it's just shooting all kinds of new ones everywhere and I want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So you want to get rid of the entire plant? Yes, I love it. It's a beautiful plant, but it, it's not in the right spot. Okay. And it can't a, be there anymore. Green, is it a green-leafed variety? It's a bright lime green with a little pink flower. Hmm. Funny that it's suckering so much like that. Usually, I mean, nine bark are vigorous. There's no question. I mean, maybe it just, it's so happy at your house. It's just <laughs> doing things that it shouldn't be doing. Because that, yeah, that can be a real problem. You know, you plant a plant that you're estimating it to go to a certain size, and it sounds like it wants to do a takeover of your entire yard. Well, a friend of mine just showed me hers. It's been like that for 10 years, just a nice little bush uh-huh. on a couple of little sticks, right? Uh-huh. It's yeah. beautiful. That's it. Nothing else. See, I'd be inclined to replace that nine bark. Yeah, go for an eight bark. <laughs> <laughs> eight bark. Oh, my gosh. Oh, well, Is there anything else I can do? Like, Well, yeah. I'm just wondering. I mean, the, it, genetically, these plants are supposed to be, you know, when you get a cultivar, you have no idea what it had a name on it at all, or was it given to you by a friend? or would... I bought it at a horticultural society in here. Oh, okay, at one of their plant sales, yeah. maybe. Huh. Um, well, that's, that's it. Weird, yeah. Well, you know what? So often what we sell at plant sales is what is taking over in our yards. It's mm-hmm. what we have a lot of. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you'll see lots of lily of the valley and hostas and uh, sometimes even periwinkle at plant sales because mm-hmm. that's what people have. Um, I would be inclined to eliminate the entire plant from the property, go to a garden center, buy a nine bark. They have so many good varieties. There's golden leaves. There's several varieties with purple leaves. And then there's the, the bright lime green as well. All of them flower. All of them, you know, grow very nicely. And some are much, <laughs> much more controllable than others. I think the one you have is probably just one of the original wild type. It's not a named variety. So it's from the bush somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's doing what it's doing. That would be my suggestion. It sounds like a lot of work ahead. Well, it so, is. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be... Digging and pulling and yeah. the... I don't know. Like putting something on top, like a big black tarp or uh-huh. something, they're down so deep. I just wonder if that would do it for a month. Like I... I'm prepared to work all summer on this thing if I have to. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, the big black tarp works because, of course, this is a sunny location. When the sun is out, it beats onto the tarp. It heats up. You know, the black absorbs all that sunlight and warmth, and it bakes the soil below. Right. And that heats up the soil and actually will uh, literally sterilize the soil below if you can leave it there long enough. The trick is you don't want any light getting under the tarp because otherwise things will grow. Right. Uh, you do set up almost like a little greenhouse if you, if the sun gets below. Low. So you got to seal the edges of the tarp. How much area are, are we talking well, about here, Barbara? Ten by twelve. Oh, ten by twelve. Yeah. Well, that's well. Yeah. The other thing, of course, at this time of year when plants are young, the leaves are very soft, very immature. Uh, the old um, weed be gone, or uh, if there's no other plants around that you know, mm. you want to be very careful that you only spray the things you want to get rid of. But there's what's called um, pathway clear or pavement clear, and that's that um, acetic acid uh, or lemon juice based herbicides. They can be quite effective at this time of year, early in the season. 
All right. Thank so you, you can spritz leaves with that as well. But it's leaves. You've got to get onto the leaves. Okay. It's these runners that are down so low. Yeah. Well, so that's let it. some of them. Well, what happens? <laughs> well, what, yeah, exactly. Because what what happens is is that if you continue to kill the leaves as they emerge, eventually the root starves and okay. plant dies because there's no photosynthesis taking place. All right. Thank you. Right. The attack is on. <laughs> All right. Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck with that war, boy. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> got got her hands full out there yeah. in Port Hope, boy. Oh boy. So that's a good little you know lesson for mm-hmm. everybody. Like Barbara said, she bought it at a plant sale, and I've just announced that all these plant sales are going on. You know, try and be very careful what you're buying; that it is something that's going to fit, stay in its yeah. original so it's form. Or one of our yeah. mantras is, you know, the right plant in the right place. So, you know, be sure that you're getting the right plant. Okay. Right. Well, we're right at our first break here. We're going to have to zip along here in just a moment. But back to talk to Sharon in West Lorne after these words on The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You pick the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And Frank Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden, as we welcome from West Lorne, Sharon. Hello, Sharon. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. Happy Victoria Day. Yes, thank you. Um, I uh, uh, um, want to know about dividing uh, perennials mm-hmm. uh, at this time, um, especially like hostas and lilies. And uh, I've got some coming through. Some of the hostas are 15 to 16 inches high already. Some of them are just coming through at about 2 to 3 inches. And I wondered if I could... Um, divide them now and put them someplace else. For sure, no. So, so what, the ones that are two and three inches. Well, well, they're they're the easy ones when they're when they're small like that and yeah. still emerging. It's very obvious where the little growing tips are. Yes. Dig up the clump, have a nice sharp knife on hand, and slice and dice as much as you want each of those little growing tips out to being its own separate little plant. Uh-huh. So you can definitely do that. The, when they're taller, it's a little trickier, but it's still doable. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the one kind of group of perennials we don't typically dig and do a lot of separating with right that early in the spring are the ones that are the early spring bloomers. Like iris. Iris, yes, uh, peonies. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we leave those alone in the spring. We do all the dividing of those later in the summer. But yeah, now, day um, lilies for what sure. What about lilies? Sure. Like not, um, not the frond lilies, not the day lilies that come out and then go, you know, mm-hmm. some come back and whatever uh, the next day. Um, the ones that are like the um, all lilium, stuff. like proper lilies. Yeah. Ha- have yeah. you got a lot of them? Because I've got some that are are about six inches high now. Mm-hmm. With it, I could before they start to flower or get about. 18 or 20 or 25 inches high. Absolutely. The, better to, if you're going to move those, do them as soon as you can. Okay. okay. And daffodils, and um, what um, can I, as soon as they finish flowering, right. is there, I want to divide them too. Now, should I wait? Like, I don't know if, if when the stuff dies down mm-hmm. or the leaves in that died down. Then we lose them. Yeah. They are to dig them up. Mm-hmm. Could I dig them up and just leave them to dry with the stems on them? You could. You could do that and then replant them later, you yeah, know, in a month or so. Yeah. Uh, or just mark, like, what I'll do sometimes, they, they, the green leaves take a while to die down. Yeah, You've do. got a good six weeks, seven weeks to 
to know exactly where the dafts are. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you if you can wait till they are, you know, at that yellow point, yeah. that's a perfectly fine time to uh, to um, excuse me transplant as well. Okay, so I could just take them out and let them dry out, and then plant and replant them in the fall. Yes, you could do that too. Just keep them in a dark, dry location, preferably yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay then. Thank you very much. Excellent. Have a nice weekend. Thank you. Have a have a good weekend in your garden. Thank you very much. Bye bye. There goes Sharon. You from, can tell Sharon's yeah. got her whole weekend planned. Eh? You got that right. <laughs> so that leaves the line open. Let me repeat the phone numbers for the Charlie Dobman Garden Show: four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Then anywhere else in the province, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And uh, to Dundas we go. Say hi to Brenda. Hey, Brenda, good morning. Good morning. Morning. Um, I have a beautiful delphinium, mm-hmm. which I planted last year when it was in full bloom. Mm. This year, it's now about 12 inches or more high, and it has lots of stalks. Is it all right to cut down some of the stalks? Will I get a bigger bloom if I do that? Not necessarily. I would not cut down some of the stalks because potentially any of those stalks are going to bloom. And the trick with delphiniums is to not have just one flower, but to have an actual stand of flowers at different heights. Okay. Right? Um, what? Does it, does it need... Is it okay to put a tomato cage around it? Yes. Think? Great idea. Yeah. So you do need to usually support them, particularly if they're in a bit of a windy location. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks for your call. Bye. Okay, there goes Eleanor, and uh, again, the line is open, so we'll be getting more calls. Meantime, we see Eleanor uh, on the line here from Waterloo. Good morning, Eleanor. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning. I hope it's nicer in your area than it is in Waterloo. (laughs) Not so much. (laughs) It's pretty cloudy. I purchased a Vichy gardenia, Mm -hmm. and it's in a container on our front porch as a decorative piece, Mm -hmm. which is getting all the sun and everything it's supposed to get, according to the tag. Good. But it says absolutely nothing about fertilizing this gardenia. And also, can we bring it in in the fall and turn it into a houseplant? Uh, Yes, to number two, you can, because gardenia is tropical and it will not survive when it gets cold. So we bring it in, say, around Thanksgiving, preventing the weather's. I probably even bring it in before that. Before it's a that. pretty tender plant. Like the gardenias, their idea of of paradise would be kind of a tropical rainforest with bright light filtering through, lots of humidity, nice and warm temperatures. Good. And okay. so remember to watch your, you know, as, as we get into August and the days start getting shorter and the nights might <clears throat> get a bit cool, I'd be bringing the gardenia in at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. in terms of the fertilizing, yes, you can get a special fertilizer for gardenias. Oh, can you? Yes. Um, at your, at a local garden center, a water soluble, it'll say right on it for acid-loving plants, and in there somewhere it'll mention gardenias. So that is worth uh, getting a hold of some of that. Following the instructions, you'll be water- you'll be fertilizing every two weeks, three weeks? Every two to three. It, it is an absolutely gorgeous plant. It's huge. Wow. And right now, it well, of course, it's in the garage now because we had Cold. frost last night. Yes. And uh, But right now, it's got about eight blooms on it, and Eight or ten buds. Gorgeous. And, and so we don't fragrant. want to lose it. It's absolutely no. gorgeous. No. And I think probably the best tip I can give you about gardenias is never let it dry out. Never let it dry out. No. If you like now, watering. It say that, 
that on the card. Okay. So that I appreciate. Yeah. No very problem. Much. No, if if you like to water plants, a gardenia is your best buddy because it does love to be watered and kept moist. Well, let's put it this way: I don't do the watering. That's my daughter's job, but okay. I'll certainly give her the instructions. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Thank you very, very Thank. much, and have a marvelous weekend. Thank to all you. Of you. Thanks Thank for you. your call. Thank you so much. Bye bye. <laughs> Just shunting off that work to daughter. Yes, yes, yes. very nice to uh, daughters are four. Well, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now we have uh, John online from Mississauga. Got a bit of clover on the lawn there, John. Yes, hmm? I do. Uh, good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, good morning, John. Um, I normally I, I don't have that many, but this year I don't know if it's my neighbors or um, is there anything I can do, Charlie? Weed away or something to that effect? No. You know what? I'm a big fan of clover in the lawns. So you're, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> you know why? <clears throat> clover stays green when we have a drought and we have water restrictions and the grass goes dormant and turns yellow. Clover stays green. Clover has a very, very deep taproot and it can always find moisture. You never have to water it. Clover is a member of the legume family or the bean family. And it can, it can actually take nitrogen out of the air and provide it for its own purposes, for growing purposes. So it doesn't need to be fertilized. It doesn't need to be watered. Clover is an amazing substitute for a lawn. However, if it's really, really bothering you, right now is the best time. You get out there with your nice, big, long uh, screwdriver and you pull it, you know, nice, soft earth after all this rain we've been having. You can very easily pull it uh, at this time of year. But again, it's that deep taproot you're going to want to pull. Yeah, because that's quite a bit of it. Is there? And, and to be honest with you, my, my knees are already sore with the dandelions. Well, I don't have that many, but it, the same thing. If the neighbors have dandelions, yeah, yeah. you know, you're going to have the problem. Hey, I was, I was weeding my neighbor's lawn yesterday. <laughs> well, it, it looks like we have the same crop because I went, well, I did my cousin, which is, uh, you know, but uh, anyhow, that I don't mind because, you know, at least I'll try and get the root out, yeah. but with the clover, um, so uh, it's so well, the same thing. There's no, uh, it's no sense uh, with the weed away or anything like you that. You could try. I mean, the, the weed be gone is uh-huh. designed to eliminate broad-leafed, broad-leafed uh, yes. Yeah. Plants like dandelions and potentially clover. You're always going to be more successful with any of these very low toxicity herbicides if you use them early in the season. Uh-huh. So now is the time to be, you know, trying to work with those those herbicides and work around the rain as well. Because of course, if it's going to rain within 24 hours, it's yeah. not going to work at all. Yeah. Well, so, I thought I'm going to spend it in the, uh, outside, but I don't think so. Well, just put on your long underwear and get out there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks yeah, for your call, Keep your trap shut. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, we, we have um, a caller. Oh, uh, from Newcastle, way out the 401 there. It's just not east. that far. Well, it's, it's a far enough Port little Hope, distance. Yeah. Okay. Laura, good morning. Lori, Marie. I should say. Good morning and welcome. Good morning, you guys. Morning. Long weekend. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I have a, a question about a dogwood shrub. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, th- this shrub is about three years old, and it's a uh, typical white and variegated leaf dogwood. Mm-hmm. Last year, it a lot of the leaves turned pink and mm-hmm. fell off. Mm-hmm. When? In like July or August? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, it hasn't even opened this year. I've noticed there's some small, like, little buds on it, but they seem to have dried up. I don't know if that's 
mm-hmm. a result of the winter that we had, or Ta- if that's normal for a dogwood? No. Well, um, okay, so the one you have, the variegated dogwood, is a very tough plant. When the leaves turn red or pink, early, you know, earlier than they should, so back in July or August, that is an indication of stress. So the plant was under some kind of extreme stress last year in July or August. Now, dog, could it have been that it was super dry? Like, is it in a spot where it's really, really well-drained soil? It's well-drained soil, but the whole area is very windy. I'm close to the lake, Mm. so it does get a lot of wind, but I do keep it watered. Mm really well. Okay, yeah, so you're <clears throat> fairly sandy soil, lots of wind. Yeah. It could be that, that, that that's it. I mean, it was just, it was stressed by too much wind uh, and basically it was dehydrating faster than you could water it. Uh-huh. Um, what I would do right now is I'd go out with my pruners and yeah. I would, I would prune the tips off of all the branches that you see. Okay. Now, that I mean a half an inch, basically, down to where you see a bud, or you might see kind of a shriveled up bud, but then you go a little further down, you might see a plumper bud. So yeah. trim down to the plumpest buds you can see. Cross your fingers. Hopefully it will come out of dormancy. And what I would do is get a hold of some um, organic material, whether it's buying some manure at, you know, at the store or your own homemade compost. But get some, or some you know, good water-retaining organic material around the base of that plant. Uh, not right up touching the stem, but right. almost like a donut around right. the plant. Right. And then consider mulching it as well, particularly if you're in a really windy area. Do you typically use mulch on your gardens? Uh, not not in around, like I have a whole row of shrubs and I don't usually mulch them. I do mulch my gardens. Okay. <clears throat> Might be an idea when the shrubs are, are young like that, you know, in the first couple of years, yeah. just while they're getting established, put a couple inches of mulch down just to help them. Well, have all the shrubs come out in leaf now? Because I, I have a smoke bush that's sitting there. Yeah. Smoke bushes, the ones I, well, one uh, at my house and my clients' houses have been uh, either in just fat bud or little leaves emerging right down at the lower, you know, ground level. So yes, Rose of Sharon hasn't even budged at all. There's no, nothing showing on those. So yeah, the different shrubs are, and when you're down on the lake, it's cooler where you are than for many people that are, you know, a couple of kilometers north of you, it's actually warmer. Uh, unless you go, you know, 10 kilometers, then it starts getting cooler again. Yeah. But uh, well, I have quite a few shrubs, and like the nine bark is mm-hmm. out, and uh, hydrangeas is starting to come. Yeah. And, but, and dogwood is such a hardy plant, yeah. and yeah. I'm thinking there's nothing on it, you know? They see, dogwoods are native, and native plants are smart. <laughs> they know what kind of a winter we've had and what a long, drawn-out spring we're having. So yeah. the, the, I find a lot of the native plants are the last ones to, to actually right. pop, yep. So okay. don't don't panic that it's dead, but yeah. <clears throat> but just to give it a little kickstart, do the pruning that I suggested, and like I say, get some organic material and some mulch around the base. Well, the funny thing is, in another place in my garden, I never planted it. I don't know if it came from seed or whatever. There's another dogwood growing, mm-hmm. and yeah. so I dug it up and tra- moved it because that's not where I wanted it. Yeah, good and idea. And it's into leaf. You know? Oh, well, yeah, so that tells you that the other one probably should be as well. So, yeah. so try, like it might have died over the winter, but try, like I said, that uh, pruning. 
Okay, thank you very All much. Right. Thanks a lot for your call, Lori. Okay, Excellent. Bye. Okay, hey, you're listening to The Garden Show from AM740, Zoomer Radio. <clears throat> oh, the next caller, actually, before we ring the uh, wind chimes, is a first-time caller. Mm. But she hails from a lovely little community, a lovely town, Aurora. And there's a wonderful story about a gal by the name of Alice who wanted to move away from Aurora all the way to the big town of Richmond Hill. And her husband said, you want to move from Aurora to Richmond Hill? Why? Does Aurora bore you, Alice? <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Oh, oh man, Nick, that hurt. What a groaner. I know. Oh. <laughs> <Oof>. Marilyn, <laughs> the wind chimes The wind chimes are for you. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank Marilyn. you. That was a good one. No, it was. Uh, good morning. Um, I know you just spoke to someone regarding clover. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, I also have a back yard that is being taken over by clover and I do not like it. Mm-hmm. Now you indicated mm-hmm. that it had a taproot that mm-hmm. you could take out. Well mm-hmm. I spent many hours last summer actually down on my hands and knees um, trying to pull all of the um, tentacles of this out in one patch and there is still a couple of them there but mm-hmm. I was able to get it out of one part of the lawn but it just um, it it just is all over. They have all these runners underneath, and I did not find what you are speaking of as a taproot. Okay. All I found was um, clusters of them with runners going all over the place, and it's gone from the front of the backyard right to the very back. Yeah, well, it's probably, remember when the clover flowers, seeds are, you know, burst forth from the clover. And you will find that once you've got one clover, one plant in your lawn, you will often end up with more. They're, now, this has never flowered. Uh, Maybe when you, because the, the, the grass is cut every week, but it has never flowered. Yeah, so when we mow, of course, we do end up mowing off any flowers. But clover, because it lies completely flat to the ground, will sometimes uh, be able to have some flowers way down low beneath the blade okay, of the I've mower. Okay, I've never seen any. Yeah, the, or, or it could just be a case where somebody in your neighborhood has a fair big patch of clover and the seeds are floating around and it's taking advantage of any opportunity to, to start growing. But you're absolutely right. It, it's almost like runners. The, the, the plant starts in one spot, but it sends shoots out almost like in a big flower pattern, big circle from that, that rooted spot, yeah. and those all twine in amongst the grass or yeah. each other. Yeah. So it is a bit of a, you have to kind of unweave all these, these little branches, and once you start that weaving, you'll end up at the center of the plant eventually where it is rooted, and at that point you can, with a, a tool, loosen the root and, and pull the whole thing out, because otherwise it will just grow back. If you're just Pulling the the stems, the plant will grow back. You need to get the roots. So is there any difference in the appearance of the main um, taproot area to the others? Is there any way of identifying that? No. it's it, So like, like I'm saying, you once you've got a little branch in your hand, you've got to just continue to un... Um, weave that branch from all the other plants and follow it back to where it's coming from. Right. So this there's is no. Under, this uh, is already under the earth, so pulling it out is oh, I see no simple saying. task. Right. No kidding. <laughs> yes, because it will root along the way if it's on if it's able to touch the earth. Yes. The, it, the section that I did last summer ended up being almost bare by the time yeah. I was able to pull it all out. And then did you re like top dress and overseed right yes. away? Good. Yes. And so it's looking like grass this I, year. I have a couple there already, so I'm kind of. Thinking 
thinking, okay, I missed a few of yeah, them, yeah. Um, and I will attack that. But this is yeah, get it, them while they're young. It's okay. Is there <laughs> any anything I can spray on them? You did mention earlier that uh, because it is early in mm. the season and things are tender, is there anything I could spray on them that would help eradicate them? Well, there is a product called Weed Be Gone, okay, and it is designed. If you look at the package, it'll show a dandelion growing in a lawn, mm-hmm. and it'll show the dandelion wilting, turning black and wilting on the package. Mm-hmm. So that is what you is designed to kill things in your lawn and not your lawn. Okay. So that would be something that's worth trying. Follow all the instructions on the package, and as I mentioned to John, use it sooner than later, but avoid the rain events that are still coming. <laughs> so if we get a nice, a couple of nice sunny, sunny days, yeah, you'll need then. 24 hours without rain. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. All right. Good luck with that. Thank you. Bye. All righty. Thank you so much for your call, and uh, we're going to do a little more exercise work mm-hmm. now, I understand. Are we, we are, and I'm wondering why you didn't ask me about my holiday. Well, because you look so damn happy, and I, you know, <laughs> here we were stuck in this rotten weather where you were in a sunny place. Where so were you? So you were just jealous. Is that I what was. You're I was me? jealous. Oh, yes. Okay. So I was yeah. in the Dominican Republic getting a lot of exercise. Yes, but not so much sun. No, it did rain quite a bit. Yeah. yeah so you you did you did get some There's exercise down. Oh, you, oh my goodness, she has bared her shoulder <laughs> right here on the radio. <laughs> Yeah. All right. yeah. No cameras. No, thank goodness for that. Uh, yeah, no exercise. Yeah, we got to do that. Uh, well, you know what? When I was down in the Dominican Republic, yeah. we walked to the beach every day. Mm-hmm. I swam. I made up this sort of water aerobics workout thing that I was yeah. doing. The waves were crashing, and I was having a good old time. And and I was doing it pain free, because Sierra Sil, something you and I both take, yes. helps us to be active and not whine and complain when we're being active. The joints work nice and smooth. And and those five mai tais per evening, <laughs> you know, they helped. No, those were before lunch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, no, all kidding aside. For more information about Sierra Sil, check them on the web. So sierrasil.ca or .com, give them a call, one joint 14 or pick up Sierrasil at many of your local health food stores. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the sous chef of the garden, uh, along with Charlie, Frank Proctor. Nice to have you with us on this rather cloudy Saturday morning, but never mind. We're bringing a little sunshine your way. That's our job. Now, here, our next caller always brings sunshine, particularly for James Patrick Dooley and myself, who are fans of accents, wonderful accents. Mm -hmm. And if I could um, ascribe a particular song to welcome Mary from Brampton to the air, it would be New something. York, yes, yeah, so I was going to say I would play something from Guys and Dolls. Okay, that one is good too. Yeah. I saw that about two weeks ago. <laughs> All right, what's on your mind hi, today? Hi, Mary. Okay, hi, guys. Listen, I, I bought a plant that I've been looking for for a couple of years called an Astromera or Persian lilies mm-hmm. or Princess lilies. Yep, Alstromeria, yep. Yeah, now it's dying on me. I called last week and got some information, but it's, it's still dying. When I read on online, it 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 grows from um, tubers. What do they call Jesus? Tubers. Tubers. Mm-hmm. Can they be? How do I save these plants? Well, okay, so you bought it as a plant, like a potted plant. Yeah, beautifully blooming. And blue, beautifully blooming. And how long ago was that? Uh, 
Uh, it'll be two weeks this this weekend. Hmm. And you've got it inside? I have it inside by, by my kitchen window. I have two plants. One is doing beautiful. Oh, okay. It's dark green with white and pink flowers, no problem. The other one is lighter leaves, white flowers with yellow centers. Mm-hmm. That's the one that seems to be going bye-bye. Yeah, no, the, I mean, in my experience of growing these plants, two things. One is they don't bloom forever. Mm-hmm. They should bloom for longer than two weeks, though. Well, they've uh, been blooming, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is, as you point out, tubers, they are growing, if, if you were to you know, turn that pot upside down and look at what's in, under the soil, you would find hundreds probably little look like almost onions little little okay. tubers that they're growing from and they're very susceptible to being overwatered and oh. rotting mm-hmm. so that would be my one thing i would i would say is you know if you feel that pot and it feels quite heavy right now to your mm-hmm. when you pick it up no or no. if you feel the soil and it feels quite damp no. do not water it yeah. uh, and err on the side of underwatering rather than overwatering so if you think it's time to water though either of those pots Wait two more days before you do it. Okay, another quick question. I've been trying to, to get some more, but nobody seems to have them. Humber mm. doesn't have them uh, online. I can't find any locally. Any, any suggestions where I could try? Where did you get them originally? <laughs> Wouldn't believe this. I got this at Sobeys. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because it, it's that time of year where sometimes we do see them for sale in the floral area, in, you know, inside the stores. So Sobeys, Longos, Loblaws, yeah. any right. of those guys. <clears throat> uh, why not also check in terms of websites, check Garden Imports. Okay. Uh, that company uh, imports bulbs from all over the world and uh, has some amazing Garden selections. Imports. So okay. try Garden Imports. See if they might have some Alstom area. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I'd keep my eyes peeled in the grocery centers now, like at this time yeah. in the next like week or so. Can they be overwintered? Can they be dry in the, in the rhizomes or whatever you call yeah, them? The- be put away? Yes, theoretically they can. Theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> That's so in the books. <laughs> it's, it's just one of those theoretical things, but it's not, not always trouble-free. Okay. okay. It's such a – I was so happy yeah, to see them. Lovely plants. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, dear. All right. Thank you. All right, Mario. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Bye-bye. Okay. Here we are on a Saturday morning saying hi this time around to Valerie calling in from Markdale. Good morning, Valerie. Good morning. Good morning. Good Great. Um, I was wondering, with my jasmine, I just got it a week ago. But the leaves are dropping off it. Hmm. So the leaves are dropping off. Are they the older leaves or the younger leaves? Like the tips or the bottom of the plant? Some of each. Okay. If you look closely, yeah. Okay. So I guess first thing, watering and sunshine. Have you got it in a nice bright spot? Yes. Are you remembering to mist it with a little mister at least once a day? I haven't done that. Do that and make sure it's not in any drafts. Make sure there's no uh, duct blowing on it or open window blowing on it at this time when when it's still so cool outside. Mm -hmm. It likes its humidity. It does not want to be in a windy spot. It likes a bright spot. It wants to be kept damp but not wet. Okay. So feeling the soil, you know, you want it to always have a little bit of a spring to the soil. If it starts to get it, feel a little bit dry, then, you know, half a cup of water or whatever until it drains out of the holes at the bottom of the pot. Mm-hmm. Make sure it doesn't sit in water after you've watered. Make sure you give it a 10 minutes or so and then uh, dump the water out of the, out of the saucer. Uh, and then the only other thing is you, if you've only had it a week, it could have come with bugs on it. So look really, really closely. Look at the tips for any little bumps or living, uh, you know, animals of any kind, you know, head of a pin kind of size. And even hold the plant up 
in front of the window and look and see if you see any webbing on the plant because you won't see spider mites, but you will see webbing. And okay. it's very, very susceptible to mites. So okay. that would be uh, where you would start is, you know, as long as your cultural things are good, then we start suspecting that there's a, a pest on there causing some problems. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Let us know how that goes, Valerie. Okay. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. Uh, We're going to take a little bit of a break, but just before we do, uh, the caller is from Meriton, and uh, uh, I think James looked up and said, Meriton? Yes. I spent uh, about eight of my uh, broadcast years in St. Catharines, and Meriton is a part of St. Catharines, very proud part. They like to be referred to as Meriton, not St. Catharines. And, uh, Thank you for that geography lesson. Well, no, but the, I met one of the most unforgettable guys I've ever met in my life, Trapper Len Leo. And people listening in from St. Catharines mm. will recognize that name. He's no longer with us. But this guy used to take off from school and go tracking animals mm-hmm. like rabbits and mm-hmm. uh, take the day off, as it were, from school. <laughs> but a fabulous character. Yeah, Just one of those. And he, in fact came up to uh, our new house we just bought there and brought a tree with him and planted it. I thought you were going to say our... he brought a beaver pelt or something. No. <laughs> well, he could well have. He could well have, but, but a wonderful guy. So uh, to all the uh, St. Catharines and Maritonians there, mm. in memory of uh, Len Liu, we're going to welcome uh, Jenny to the line in just a couple of moments. First of all, let's take a little break here from AM740's Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Well, Jenny from Meriton. Hello and welcome to the show. How are you, Frank? Fine, thank you. Good morning, Charlie. Morning. Uh, About two years ago, I heard Charlie saying something about white leaf plants by the roads wouldn't survive. So I was having trouble with dandelions, burdocks, and thistles. Mm. So I got my table salt, poured it into a barbecue sauce container, like this bottle. I cleaned it out. Mm -hmm. It's got the little hole. I went around with a steak knife, cut it off at the top, right at ground level, stuck my knife in in the thistle. That son of a bitch kept coming back for three years. I did that. It never came back again. Yeah. With a little bit of table salt. So now I do that to my dandelions, and guess what? It dries out the roots, and the buggers don't come back. It does. Just be careful. I, yeah, just use minimal quantities because That's you're, what I do. you're right. I just use, like, you know, um, barbecue sauce bottles. Yeah. Uh, no, that's great. No, it's a good idea. I was just going to say, if you use too much salt, you'll end up making your soil uh, a place where nothing will grow. You know, it'll get to toxic levels within the soil. But you're absolutely right. A little bit of salt affects, and like you're saying, it dries up the root. It affects the osmotic pressure and, and moisture gets drawn right away from the plant. So it's a great idea. Yeah, I figure it's to help somebody save them trying to dig a mile. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe but some I of those. Cut them off at table, you know, like, you yeah, know how you see Ground the level, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right at ground level. Yeah. It's a thistle. I stuck the knife in the thistle root because it was between the steps and the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and I couldn't get in there to dig it out. No. So I thought, okay, I'll fix you. And he never came back. <laughs> good, good stuff. Good yeah. idea. Thanks for calling. Okay, Alrighty. Bye. Okay. Uh, they have, have flamethrowers. They're the yeah. same idea, but dangerous because you know sometimes people burn their houses down trying to kill. Dandelions and thistles growing between the, Not the cracks. Not such a good idea, yeah. no. Now, Annette is on the line from mm. Guelph, Charlie. Good morning, Annette. Welcome Hi, to the show. Good morning. Morning. Uh, Charlie, good morning, Frank. 
I'm just calling about a hibiscus braid, which we purchased last summer. Uh, initially, we placed it on our self-facing porch. It did really well. Bought it inside in full. Mm-hmm. It, it did even better. Mm-hmm. And uh, it even budded in January, February. Great. However, there were some black flies that were biting us, and we decided to spray the plant. We didn't want to put it out. Since then, the plant has... The leaves have drooped. Uh, the leaves are two-colored, the, uh, sort of a light pale green. Uh, even the topmost part of the plant has started to droop. Uh, we placed it outside on our north-facing porch, and nevertheless, it, it has not ever uh, recovered. Uh, what should we do? Should I plant it in the soil outside? No, well, no, because it is a tropical plant. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to, you know, it did well last summer and it did well indoors all winter. Mm-hmm. Those little black flies that were flying around were likely uh, a form of gnat, mm-hmm. which was living in the soil of the, the, the pot. Mm-hmm. And so to spray the plant probably stressed the plant more than you needed to. I believe so. Uh, and meanwhile, did you eliminate the little black flies? or are they, they still... were still there, hence the reason why we put it outside. Right. And um, it, it, unfortunately, it, it was outside last night. Right. But it's um, in the porch? Port, so I don't think it, it suffered because of the cold, but the plant looks mm-hmm. absolutely rough. Um, you know, pitiful. Okay, how big of a pot is it in, do you know? Or how big is the plant? Um, it's a tall plant. It's about um, three feet tall. It was tall. It seems to have shrunk since it drooped. The plant pot is about uh, about two feet or three feet tall, almost three mm-hmm. feet tall. Okay. You know what I would do? I would... Um, you could do it today or when, as soon as we get some nice weather. I think Monday is probably going to be our best day this weekend. Mm-hmm. Outside... Spread some newspaper, lay the plant on its side, take the pot off, work the soil away from the roots. Mm-hmm. If there's um, roots that are um, sort of twirling round and round, spiraling around, looking like it's, it's almost choking itself, don't uh-huh. hesitate to cut with a nice sharp pair of cutters uh-huh. some of that root away. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, have a, a bag of nice, fresh bag of of potting soil on hand. We have lots of soil. <clears throat> Good. Scrub the pot. Mm-hmm. Then <clears throat> get some fresh soil into the pot. Get the mm-hmm. plant into the fresh soil. Water it thoroughly once. You can leave it outside, uh, but do protect it from the wind and for now protect it from the sun. So the northern porch is fine. Okay. Um, and that one thorough watering. Don't fertilize or anything like that. Just good thorough watering. And you may need, if there's no buds on the plant right now, no, I would dropped off. Yeah, I would be inclined to trim the plant back. I would be inclined to take about a third of the plant off okay. from the top, from the sides, from the inside. Just reshape the plant uh, mm-hmm. so that it looks a little better. And what you're going to do is you're going to get some new growth, which is going to look good. You'll have nice green leaves coming out. Uh-huh. And those older leaves are going to eventually fall off. Uh-huh. And that fresh soil is going to provide the environment in which the plant can, can re, you know, come new back. Nutrients. Yes. And Should I hose the, the, the roots off or just leave them with whatever's there? Yeah, I wouldn't bother hosing. I would just leave, yeah, just with your fingers, um, just work your fingers through the roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Aerate some of the soil. Roots? Pardon? Should I like aerate the roots a bit? Well, that's right. You're going you're gonna to work the roots around so some of the soil will drop away. And at the same time, you're going to do some trimming away of any of the old, big, dark, black 
roots or brown roots. You only want nice white, fresh roots attached. Okay. Okay. I really appreciate that. Thank no problem. You very much. You're, you, good luck with that. I think you'll find it'll work. Thanks okay. A lot. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Hand on this long holiday weekend. Uh, lots of fun ahead here at AM740. Well, are you getting out in your garden or what? Uh, uh, well, I plan to step out on the balcony. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I see the gang from uh, Dave's Corner Garage has arrived. I can hear and, uh, their engines starting to yes, rev. Yes, indeed, and they've dragged some poor, unsuspecting souls in with them. Uh, they they no won't idea. know it hit them, I'm yeah, telling that's you. True. Uh, uh, you uh, I got lots of work to do in my garden. I'm a little behind schedule. Well, that's because you took all that time off I, there. And, all that time. I took a yeah. whole seven days off <laughs> in May, though, which is rather unusual yeah. time to be taking a holiday in my business. So, yes, indeed, I have a lot to do in my garden, and I've got the family coming over for dinner tonight. So oh, well. got uh, things going on that way. And, um, yeah, I, I spent a few hours yesterday. I've got many hours to go. But uh, you brought a lovely picture, a photograph. I, I did. Today you uh, showed me. A gift. Of your actually, garden. Yes. Actually, dye is the one that's responsible for keeping this uh, wonderful plant. Uh, and is that Medanilla? Me- Medanilla. It's a... Wonderful hanging kind of a pink, pink plant. Tropical but, oh, thing. beautiful, beautiful. Looks great. Flowers, got, yeah. Di's doing a fine job. She sure is. I just and it, want to let you know that. Uh, I will pass that along. <laughs> Keep up your good work, yes, Di. It does look really good what you're doing. Give me a shot every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. All so right, anyway, well, hon, uh, thank good, you so much. Thanks for day. being my good sous chef that you are. You thank betcha. you, James Patrick Dooley, for all your good support. Thanks to our amazing callers. Everybody have a great weekend, and we'll see you all again next Next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air and The Garden Show.